Welcome to the Abundant Grace Podcast, where we discuss the gospel, freedom in Christ, and victorious Christianity. My name is Emily Lewis, and I am so honored that you are here. Sometimes Christianity can feel complicated or become heavy. I'm here to lighten that load. I pray that the chats had on this broadcast will empower and encourage you in your walk with Jesus. Hi there, friend, and welcome to this week's episode of the Abundant Grace Podcast. I am so glad you're here. I hope you're having a great week so far and you're learning to let those hard burdens, those heavy burdens that religion tries to put on your shoulders, I hope you're getting victory and breakthroughs over them so that you can walk in freedom and newness of life. Today on the podcast, I'm going to talk about a book that I recently found in our move. You know how you get boxes of things tucked away and you might not even remember where they came from, but um, you've been storing them forever and you go through them and you don't want to really move them. And this happened to be a box of books tonight that I was sorting through. And the book on top was called What's the Answer? Uh, 10 Proven Steps That Will Enable Any Christian to Live a Life of Victory. And it was written by Jack Treber, uh, who, if you don't know, is a very popular pastor in IFB circles and the founder and president, I believe he's still the current president, at Golden State Baptist College in Santa... Oh, now now the town is slipping my mind. (laughs) I wanted to say Santa Clara, but that's... (laughs) That's psych. That is not GSBC. Uh, Anyway, he is the founder of Golden State Baptist College. And he wrote this book. And I'm going to tell you what's in it. So, the table of contents, there's a page... that shows all of these different things that you could get victory over. Alcoholism, anger, bitterness, child rearing, cigarette smoking, and it's in alphabetical order if you didn't notice, death of a loved one or friend, depression, drugs, evil thoughts, fear, financial difficulties, immortality, lying, marriage problems, pride, sorrow, stealing, trouble with relatives, unemployment, and worldliness. All of these things can be fixed by these 10 steps. And you're like, sign me up. (laughs) Well, maybe you're not because you've been exposed to this before. But like, I want victory. That sounds good. So what what is, according to Jack Treber, the solution to all of these problems in like a formula style, step one to ten. Number one, attend Sunday school. Number two, attend the Sunday morning service. Number three, attend the Sunday evening service. Number four, attend the midweek service. Number five, attend church meetings. Number six, go soul winning. Number seven, serve others. Number eight, read your Bible daily. Number nine, pray daily. Number ten, confess your sins daily. Follow these guidelines for a lifetime. And yes, every single page is the same. As if this formula or this this checklist would make 
everything in your life better. It'll just fall into place. And it's literally in a book. And that's just crazy to me. (laughs) But I want to address the culture too, and then give us some practical tips to like run to the gospel in these situations. Because so many times we do look to what can I do next? What can I do more of in order to get victory in, in these areas? And that, that doesn't mean there aren't things to do because there are things to do that can help us. But when it's more about our doing than it is about what Jesus has done and about relationship with him, uh, we've, we're really in error. And then we're basically doing self-help in the form of religion in order to get victory. And that might be a decent band-aid and it might help like these things. I'm not saying that they're not helpful. They could be good things to be in church around God's people, soul winning, serving others, reading your Bible and praying. Those aren't bad things. But when we're looking to them as the end of our problems or an end in in and of themselves, it's it, it's insanity and it's not going to work. And I guess that is the definition of insanity, isn't it? Doing the same thing over and over and again, expecting the same results. That is the cycle that this kind of thing puts us in where we just, well, you know, I, I tried really hard and I fell flat today and we, we end the day feeling defeated, but what do we do? We resolve to just do better and try it again tomorrow. And it leaves us feeling really empty and defeated rather than the victory that he's promising if you follow these 10 steps. And if this were a self-help book or a secular resource on like trying better or doing harder, I, I wouldn't be surprised. But when it is packaged and labeled as Christianity, that's, that's when, I guess that's when it's in like my line of work (laughs) and my lane on this podcast is we need to address these things because we cannot grow spiritually by following a list of rules. That's not how God made it work. So if we're trying to get victory over anger, if we're trying to get victory over some big obstacle in our life, God can give breakthrough. But Jesus isn't even mentioned in this little booklet. Jesus isn't mentioned anywhere. God is not mentioned anywhere. Bible reading is number eight, almost an afterthought. And I was taught that growing up. Being in church was the absolute most important thing. And it was put above Bible reading. Because the idea was if you're in church, the people around you will encourage you and keep you going forward. Which Okay, being in community with other believers, I can get. But having six spots for, okay, five for being with other believers and then two for serving and then reading your Bible down at the bottom is crazy. And that shows where our focus is when we're doing the list. This culture is so prevalent in churches more than we think. And I'll say, I know I've said it before, but I'll say it again. 
One of the reasons I believe that this is so prevalent is because the rest of the world works this way, right? You work hard, you study hard, you get good grades, you get a raise. Even so many of our relationships are based on what we do and they are, they're sadly and strangely based on our performance still. And then we just turn around and apply the same to our relationship with God. And this checklist feels so like manageable. It puts it back in our hands and we go, okay, I have a little bit of control over this. I'm just going to follow these rules and everything will fall into place, right? That's what this man of God or this preacher is promising me if I follow these things. So you try your hardest. You set out to do them. And like I mentioned, it's a cycle of today I today I did it. Today I defeated, I conquered, and it's all about you. And maybe you'll turn around and be like, oh, and give God the glory. But it's mostly about us and our accomplishments and our victory rather than what God can do in our hearts. And But it's temporary because then the next day we're like, man, I really caved and I was angry. And then you look to your list and go, well, if I failed in this area, what did I What did I drop the ball on? If it's up to me, completely up to me. Oh, yep, I missed soul soul winning this week. Or I missed church. Or I didn't pray as much as I should have. And it's always this self-evaluation rather than looking to Jesus to carry us through these problems. And it's not like we're looking to Jesus only to solve our problems. That's also not the gospel. That's not um, true dedication to Jesus, he does give deliverance and he does give victory, but sometimes these things hang on. And I'm not, I'm not an expert in that area of why some things we get victory over right away and other things we're left to struggle with in our humanity. Um, and they take longer to get victory over or maybe it's a situation that is just really hard in your life maybe you're looking for a job or looking for physical healing or feeling lonely whatever it is doing these things isn't going to solve your problems it's not and that might be a really a hard word when we're like solution oriented we we want to get back to what's more comfortable And these lists almost seem to promise that. And this might not be the same list that you have. This was just one man who was very blatant about his beliefs, even though he claims to be preaching the gospel and claims to be following Jesus. He's blatantly telling you that the solution to your problems is this particular list. That's what's on his. But yours yours might look different. Yours might be helping people in one way or being in church or being kind or being a good person or, um, I don't know, whatever else makes your conscience go, yeah, we did good today. Uh and makes you look around and kind of wait for the blessings to start coming. 
Because no matter how you cut it, whether it's in a legalistic environment, in a faith healing type environment, or in a self-help environment of like a watered down prosperity gospel, all of those environments, this is just a prosperity gospel. And it's not the true gospel of Jesus. It's not the actual gospel of peace and hope because it's based on you. And we all know, especially if you're listening to this, you're probably tired. You're probably very tired of trying to follow this list and God seemingly not keeping up his end of the bargain. You're probably tired of not seeing the results that you've been working so hard to get. And maybe you're even disillusioned with it because you say, God didn't keep up the end of the bargain. Or maybe you know you didn't keep the list and you feel like you're to blame for absolutely everything that's ever gone wrong in your life or the plan that you had is because you didn't follow this list and you're that person going, why do I even try? Why, why do I even try this list anymore? Because I know I can't. And Jesus came for both people. Whether you're the person going, oh, I got my list. I got it kind of checked off. I'm doing good. That self-righteous person, that was me. But I had no relationship with Jesus. I mean, you saw that list. It, it just, there was no real hope. But Jesus came for the, the good list keeper. And Jesus came for the person who says, there ain't no way I can keep that list. There's no way. But you might still be feeling guilty or feeling the shame of not keeping that list. And the full weight of the, you know, the, the, what's the word? Um, But the full weight of the circumstances sits on your shoulders because you feel like, well, if I hadn't have done this or if I would have followed this, things would have turned out better. So if you're listening and you, you identify and you say, yes, I am one of the people who's tired. I'm tired of spiraling when I do something wrong and feeling like my identity is rocked my who I am as a person my value my worth is attached to how well I follow a list like that or if you are tired and you want relief you want to rest and you want to stop striving and you want to stop trying to prove anything or achieve anything I want to just remind you that Jesus is the one that gives us victory and that might look very different for different situations, different people, different struggles. I don't know why God chooses to give us immediate breakthroughs in some areas. Sometimes all I need is for somebody to point something out and to have this light bulb moment of, oh yeah, that's, that's why that's keeping me held back. Um, and I don't need to do deep work and dig through where did this limiting belief come from. God just gives instant uh, breakthrough when we ask for it. Other times when we're seeking, seeking victory in an area, 
It might be a long struggle. It might be one of those things that is used to sanctify us, to bring us closer to the Father's heart, and to be reminded that His love is not based on our performance. Because when we're getting it right, when life is also going right, it's easy to say, this list is working, everything's great, and uh, pat ourselves on the back and feel like, We've done our good deeds, but when things don't go right, when things don't happen the way that we want them to, or when we can't quite get victory over this one thing, and no matter how many lists we try, we borrow from somebody else's list. I mean, I've done this. Like, okay, well, I'll add that good thing and that good thing from so-and-so's list, and that one preacher said this, and maybe I'll just tack that on trying our best to get victory in an area by the more that we do. But in our all of our doing, even our seeming success in all of our doing, we can completely miss the Father's heart. And as I was explaining the two different people, maybe you're the one who feels like you are got it all together. That's like the older son in the prodigal um, son story. He was in the father's house and he was doing all the right things, yet there was no relationship with the father. Where the younger son, it's really obvious he had no relationship with his father. There in the middle of the story, he ran. He wasted his living and ended up at the bottom. And that's when he realized, I'll just be a servant in my father's house. That'll be fine. But I think he still even missed the relationship there in that moment, in that conversation, the opportunity that was available to him. But he did the right thing and he still went to the father and he found that the father was waiting for relationship with him. So maybe you're like the older son who is in his father's house for the goods. He's there for the fatted calf. He's there for um, the party. And then he doesn't get what he's looking for. And it's devastating to him. Um, And he didn't have that relationship. Or maybe you're like the younger son and you're trying to, you come back, if you're not familiar with the story, um, you come back to the father saying, just let me be as a hired servant because that's better than out slopping with the pigs like the bottom I had reached. Maybe you're that guy who is trying to earn your way back in to the Father's house and you're willing to just serve. Either way, God's unconditional love is the solution. And that is so extremely powerful. Man, I don't think I've ever... Like connected it that way or said it that way, but the younger son really was trying to earn his earn God's love. Ugh. And you know what? That checklist did nothing. That list of to-dos, and in their case, maybe it was working in the field, um, working in working with the cows. I don't know. Whatever their thing was, both bro- both brothers, both sons, had had missed the relationship with God um, in exchange for that checklist. So, so good. 
So in conclusion, remember, Jesus, Jesus won the victory and we get to experience part of that victory now. And it's not that we don't experience abundant life and victory right now because we absolutely do. It's we, we will see that fully, uh, in full fruition when in our new glorified bodies. And that is a beautiful promise and it keeps our hearts tethered to where the father is physically right now and where Jesus is physically right now. And two, in your doing, make sure that you take time to just be, you're more than your accomplishments and you're more than whatever checklist or expectations you have put on yourself or some religious system has put on yourself. And thirdly, follow the Holy Spirit. Oh, please do what you need to do to heal your relationship with the Holy Spirit so you can hear the Holy Spirit's voice for yourself because somebody else's checklist might look good and it's real easy to just adopt it. Maybe it's your church's checklist. Maybe it's your neighbor's checklist or your sister's checklist. It feels real good and real spiritual to just follow what they're doing And we miss the point of the relationship that maybe the Holy Spirit doesn't have you going to church three times a week. Maybe the Holy Spirit has you doing your Bible reading and your your devotion time like suited to your personality or suited to your love language or whatever might have a completely different calling on you than other people with different giftings or different situations. And it's so vital and so important to be in tune with the Holy Spirit's voice so that you can be doing what God has for you. And if you're thinking, yes, I really want to know the Holy Spirit's voice for my life, or I really want to get victory over this whole checklist thing and start resting in Christ and start being connected in relationship with God with no strings attached and no um, trying to earn his love. I would love for you to come to one of my Tuesday Connect Chat and Pray calls. It is such a sweet time and I want it to be an opportunity for you to get questions answered and breakthroughs made in this area so that you can live abundantly as a daughter of the most high God, grounded in that identity so that no matter what does come or what doesn't happen when you are doing right, you're not rattled. I would love to speak some life over you, answer your questions and pray over you. The link to the connect chat and pray call is in the show notes as well as on my Instagram, emily.abundantgrace. I can't wait to see you there and I'd actually like to close this episode out and just pray over you right now. So God, I I ask that the person listening today would know how to let go of this list mentality and this striving and this need for accomplishment and performance. God, soften their heart with your unconditional love. Show them your blessings and your mercy throughout the day that are not dependent on them keeping a list or doing all of the right things. God, thank you for giving them a desire to do right and a desire to be close to you. 
or draw them draw them closer to you and knock down the walls of religion and religiosity that threaten uh, to destroy and damage them because they are from the enemy and they are not from you. They are not your gospel. They are not your grace that is given to us unconditionally when we ask for it, when we acknowledge our need for it. God, you are so good and you are so faithful. Thank you for continuing to pursue our hearts and coming down to us even when we are trying to work our way up to you and thinking that that will, that will get us there. Thank you for the breakthroughs that will be had through this episode and through this person doing the work and maybe coming to a Tuesday call so that they can experience abundant life in you right now, even in this broken world, that we can have victory. Even if it's not the same victory that we're looking for right now, we can we can rest in you and we can remind ourselves and ground ourselves in the truth of who you are and the truth that you speak over us. And we ask this in your powerful and precious name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Abundant Grace Podcast. I would love it if you would share this episode with a friend so that they can hear this encouragement and be empowered in their walk with Jesus as well. It would also mean the world to me if you would leave a rating and review on Apple for the Abundant Grace podcast. It really does make a world of difference in getting this podcast into other people's ears so they can be equipped in their relationship with God as well. As always, I would love to hear your thoughts on this week's episode. You can find me hanging out on Instagram, Emily dot abundant grace or you can send me an email hello at emily k lewis.com that's emily the letter k l o u i s.com and until next week remember that god's grace abounds and won't ever run out